This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. Haven't you heard? Mace Windu's our leader. But my mom's a crack whore. A crack whore? (laughs) (laughs) This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Boris Singh. Ooh. That's the that's the antenna girl, right? The bald, sexy antenna She's girl. Bald and okay. has an antenna coming out of her head. Which for some reason I thought we did her. That's why that's why I haven't I haven't yep. gone to to do her her story. Yeah, I thought I thought we did her for we some reason. We didn't do her, but she was in the obscure character Face Off, despite having not yeah. been a character we covered. Yeah, yeah that's why it's, that's why it's so familiar to Tim T. Yeah, Tim T. Tim wants to do her. Tim wants to do her there, huh, Tim? The chick that plays her, Michelle, where you'll be, uh, is she's pretty hot. Well, there goes my question <laughs> of asking Tim how to say her last name. How <laughs> do you say her name? It's like Boreage or something like that. David Boreanis? <laughs> Angel? Pretty much. Angel. <laughs> pretty much. Son of Dave Roberts, weatherman. Action News. The leading Delaware Valley news broadcast. With your anchorman. I don't know any. Larry Kane. Phil Roberts. And... Sloppy Halbert on weather. <laughs> and and chubby Ballsack. <laughs> and Chubby Ballsack on traffic. I'll give you five Good bucks Brian. if you can tell me who did the voiceover, because I actually know this for a, another special we're doing down the line this year. But the Channel 6 Action News in Philadelphia. Action News. The Delaware Valley's leading news source. Yep. You know who that is? Who's that? The... the SNL guy who does the Don, Don, Don Pardo? Don Pardo! Harry Callis. Nope. I don't know. Jefferson K. Who's that? The guy that goes, Action News. <laughs> the Delaware Valley's <laughs> leading newser. Well, Aura Singh, Dave, if you didn't know, only appears in episode one, The Phantom Menace of the movies. I'll put that up. <laughs> Phantom Menace Wait of the second. movies? Yes. Th- that's not true. That sounds like a re- That's not true. That sounds like a really bad uh, web series. That's Phantom Menace of the movies. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they stick her in one of the uh, doodads there? The the uh, the added scenes and when they ruined the movies, didn't they do that with her? Or am I wrong? I don't know. No, I don't. I think you're wrong. Okay. So she's in the scene. Just so I know who, what's going on. She's in the pod race thing when they're going around and they every once in a while they're like, you know, we know this is boring, so <laughs> we're going to try and show you some stuff. So every once in a while they show you like a Tuscan Raider. So you go, ooh, and then it goes away. Oh, and you that's go, right. Ah. I like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> is she? Is she in that? Is she like standing up on yep. a cliff or something? That's exactly what she's doing. She's standing on the balcony of Baker's Canyon, watching the race. 
She too cheap to buy a ticket. I don't know. I wasn't in. It's like those people that sit sit across the the street from the Cub games and watch for free from the rooftop. Go buy a ticket. Don't be cheap. Yeah. Don't watch people (laughs) fishing. Go fish yourself. Yeah. Go go fish yourself. Catch your own fish. (laughs) Go get a license. Go fish yourself. That's our new t shirt. Go fish yourself, Dave. Go get a license and buy a worm. This is the worst episode we've ever done so far. Well, here comes the best part, Matt. Ready? Feedback? <laughs> My name is Boom Eve Classic Chris. Oh, God. I bet. You, you never used that before? I probably has seven um, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just did lose it last week. Okay. Like me and Matt. So I am joined. Oh, I'm joined by Mama Mother Matt. What? Mama Mother. Just one of them, Mother Matt. Mama. Mama Matt. I don't get it. I don't know why. No? No, I don't know. You I don't know why. And she I wrote was, this episode. She was kind of like a mother figure toward, towards Boba Fett. Oh, wow. I would have never made that connection had you not spelled it out to me. I mean, yes, I see what you're saying there, but that is not where I thought that name came from. I thought it was like a zero thing. Mama. <laughs> she was on that cartoon a lot, right? A lot. Okay. Breastfeeding Boba. A lot. Okay. I see where we're heading with this. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I truncated that a lot. A lot. <laughs> Wait. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was going to come back. Um, to my left is Nar Shada Dave. How about Nar Shada Dave? I like that. I, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I don't want to explain why. But you weren't saying it. You were thinking. I wasn't saying it. You weren't going to explain Narshad Dave. But I, Dave was Dave leaned in. Dave was away from the mic, and then he leaned in to probably ask, "What's that, Chris?" No, I. But then you I had to explain, Mama, Mammy, and Matt, whatever the hell my name was. <laughs> you do you used to do that. You used to instead of just. Saying the whole thing like and sticking our name behind it, you used to work the name into it. I, I you used to try, is what Dave's saying. But well, this one's the worst one, yeah. And Babe Fett Tim. <laughs> TNT works for me. He's That's no good. Why Babe Fett? Fett? Actually, TT and You should know this, Dave. This was a bit you and I wrote for the obscure character face off. Yeah, don't you memorize shit? Don't you? Aren't you smart? What? <laughs> Are you? Memory? That, that? Damn you, stupid! Yeah! Tweet that, bitches! Okay. Hashtag. We're gonna tweet. So, I don't know what, what you're talking about, but Chris and I are live tweeting during this. So, if you were live tweeting, and maybe what? we'll bring you up. Why did you tag Lou in one of these? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just because I did. Okay. Because I wanted him to know that we're off to a rocky okay. start. And I thought he might be concerned. He might be. So he don't have a hair on his ass if he don't tweet back to me before we're done here. He's at Saturday okay? night. He's actually doing fun stuff, not stupid podcasts. This So this right, was no. a uh, Patreon suggestion, wasn't it? It was. Yes, this was... A pick from Bryce DeWitt. We actually met Bryce hey. at Balls for All. I don't know if you guys remember. It's been over he a was. year now, actually. Yep. Chris does. And he's I, a I big hear, fan. I can hear Chris 
wrecking his brain. I don't know. No, now I'm too busy looking at this Twitter shit. I should put the phone down. You should because someone paid for this. Put the, put yeah. the cookie down. I'm ready. This is our episode. What do you mean you're ready? We've been going for 31 minutes, according to my recorder. <laughs> my, my phone's down. Hey, put your phone down. I'm fine. I'm waiting for the show to start. Well, Matt's driving it. Why are you attacking me? I love you. So, yeah, this is by Bryce DeWitt, who we met at Balls for All. And Chris, I believe, placed both his hands firmly on his ass as he hugged him goodbye. <laughs> you I, did? I, I, I probably did. Why did you do that? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to tweet that, though. <laughs> That's yeah. a good idea. You, I'm sure there's you a picture. Grabbed a, you grabbed another man's ass? You have it? No. <laughs> I thought you said you have it. I'm like, do you have it here now for me to grab? Do you have that ass? You did this at bowling? Had you washed your hands from probably not from this disgusting bowling balls? I I did not. Is it okay if I if I I tweet this? Yeah, it's okay. So it went balls to ass is what you're saying. He went went from one dirty hole to another. I don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) I love it when Matt. Too late. All right, Bryce. Sorry to disappoint you so far. We're gonna we're gonna get it together. <laughs> yes. here. Or sing. Let, let, let's do this. Or right. sing. Or sing. Or sing. She's classified as near human. Apparently, she's a hybrid of a human and another species. One which doesn't seem to be identified. So I'm oh. guessing if she's human, that's where she gets most of her features from. But her long, spindly fingers and her bleach white skin must be part of this other alien. She has leaf. <laughs> I don't know what you. I don't know how else to describe them. They like have like an extra knuckle. There's like a fourth yep. knuckle on them or something. Ew, moose knuckle. <laughs> and, and that you know, you know what she looks like to me. A ghost. Now, <laughs> boogie she, boogie boogie. She looks like she's in a wrong science fiction movie. She looks like she walked right out of Mad Max and into oh, okay. this. Movie. Oh yeah. She looks I like the ball chick from Star Trek: The Motion Picture got picked up. By the Mad Max crew, and re-outfitted. Yeah, she, she looks very dystopian and doesn't. Uh, she doesn't like to use Tim's word. She doesn't seem very Star Warsy to me. She oh, looks really? like that. Yeah. She looks like she belongs in other sci-fi. Not that Star Wars is sci-fi. I don't want to get. She looks Star Warsy. Enough. I mean, I see your point, but I think she looks Star Warsy enough. Although this yeah. picture I'm looking at is like. She's got her hand on her hip, and it is an extra knuckle. It's like the finger is bending one more time. It's kind of creepy. Knuckle deep. <laughs> That's a new meaning when she's when she's involved. <laughs> Hashtag knuckle, knuckle deep. <laughs> Hashtag knuckle, knuckle, knuckle deep. Three knuckles. Watch that finger bend one more time. <laughs> Not sung by Elton John. <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm just, I'd like to just say that Eric Bozeman ha- is is talking some shit about Tim on Twitter. Oh, really? What was he saying? Oh, yeah. What was he saying? Yeah, because I said we were having te- technical difficulties, and I put hashtag Tim's fault. And this guy says, "Tell Tim to get his shit together. Suck it, Tim." Last <laughs> <laughs> <By> sucking <laughs> and knuckles. Yeah, I can't. I can't get on this Twitter. Tim, get on Twitter. Get on. Titter. The best thing I ever did. The people are listening ago. to this episode going, is this an old episode? They're talking about Twitter like it's something new. <laughs> <laughs> we just discovered this that's, thing. That's true. Old. Dude, right, check so this out. Got- MySpace.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on Napster, you can hear all kinds of free music. <laughs> AOL, man. You can get an address. It's at AOL.com. It's awesome. A lot of names are taken. Swick. 
I'll let you borrow my Encarta CD-ROMs if you want to learn about <laughs> the ancient Greeks. Oh, you don't need to send that. I'll just check it up in Netscape. <laughs> <laughs> I found all that on Ulta Vista. Dogpile.com. All right. She's born in the slums of Narshada. Oh. Dave? That's where the huts are from. That's right. Yes. Not sure that we've actually talked about Narshada before. Um, I don't know. I can't actually recall another character being from there. I, well, are all the huts that from there? Like, would zero have been from there? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I thought Tim was going to take this because he seemed to have a, a better handle on Narshada than I did. I, I think I think zero zero is from Narshada. I remember in one of the 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 episode where zero gets killed, he goes and visits his mama. I believe <laughs> on Narshada, and that's where he. Uh, and that's where his mama is at. I rem- remember the huts being whenever there's like a mention of a hut in one of the old like PC games, it was always centered around Narshada. I don't remember seeing them on there. I do remember being in the stories a couple times too. I remember Princess Leia knocking one out of his little skiff chair and like off a building, and then now she had a death <laughs> oh, mark on that her was, head. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was. I remember that. Uh, I don't remember where it was. It says, actually, I'll just without reading the whole entry, the last sentence in the summary on Wikipedia says that Narshada remained the most important financial and trading center of Hut space. So I guess I don't know that they're from there, but it's certainly like that's the, it seems like it's the center of their business, according to that one sentence. And I'm not going any farther than a sentence. I'm just going to call that a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hut's home office. <laughs> Uh, okay, it says her mother was str- a strung out spice addict, and she had no idea who her father is. I did write a note saying I'd like to think it's Figrin Dan because that might explain <laughs> the combination of the two species better. She was she bo- was a spice addict. Her mother was yes. Oh, her mother was. Okay. Her mother was. Does, she was strung out on spice. Maybe she hooked her this, spice. <laughs> and that's how she got is this like like for us? Like you know, like because if she was using spice while old uh you know mad max chick was in utero was she did she come out like addicted to spice but it could have been addicted i think i think spice. that <laughs> might as well face it <laughs> you're addicted to spice so her mom was a crack hua yes exactly okay. maybe her mom was one of those people in dune they had those <laughs> oh. and her father was kyle mclaughlin <laughs> yeah paul paul atreides or this sing. is your daughter. You are the father, Paul. No, oh, and then a sandworm won't. <laughs> and then he went <laughs> and shot something. <laughs> then Fade gets out of the water. <laughs> <sighs> he made an appearance at our table all weekend in Philadelphia. I saw that. <laughs> but then he was he was told to to step down. Why? Because the the guy who he was taped to said, "Take that off my off my banner." Really? Oh, did he really? On Sunday, yeah, I you guess didn't yeah, tell us you that. guys weren't there. Yeah, we weren't yeah, there. Yeah, um, actually, Derek, he actually they actually told asked Derek to take that down, like in a mean way. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Just in like a nice, I guess, can take that down. <laughs> no <do> care. <laughs> oh, no. oh God, I hate people. I forgot to tell you that, huh? It was taped to the back of his sign. It yes. had nothing to do with him. What? Well, so, who was that guy? I'm sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> I'm starting a Twitter feud with that guy. <laughs> At that guy. That's why we do one convention every three years. At douche who sold no art at the con (laughs) guy. It could be a lot of them. 
<laughs> at Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I meant that in a nice way. <laughs> Why are people like that? I forgot. I guess, yeah, I just didn't tell you that. Huh? That's right. He's probably doing a podcast now. So, do you believe those guys taped that to our sign? Why do people do that? Why do you have to do that to our sign? Why, why are people like that? I hate people. <laughs> God. He's a Stuart Copeland fan. <laughs> Not a Sting fan. Well, at least we have Ara Singh to talk about. We do. Continue. We do. She, at a very young age, she was brought to the Jedi Order as a candidate for training. I'm not sure how old she was, but I'm sure it was too old, according to you. Very young. Yeah. It's, they're always too old. They're, yeah. Uh, she was, even as a child, she was like really aggressive, but her potential for being a Jedi and a good Jedi kind of caught their eye to the point that like, maybe we can fix her aggressiveness and make her a good Jedi. So in an attempt to do that, they took her to this special Jedi trainer that went by the name the dark woman and <laughs> real quick on the dark woman. I looked her up because she <laughs> is that the thing with Daniel Radcliffe, the lady in black, the lady in black. <laughs> no, actually here's the thing that, well, she well, actually, she is in black. I guess you can't go by the dark woman to be wearing like a bright pink jumpsuit, <laughs> but I looked her up and I guess if we ever wanted to start branching, well, we have branched out. If we ever wanted to do a character, that's another EU character. She's a good one. And it's a good one for Tim because Tim has mentioned more than once his, uh, what'd you say, affection or affectation for silver foxes? And mm-hmm. that's what I would describe her as. <laughs> I think Damn. she's right up his alley. She's the Helen Mirren of Star Wars. Sort of, yeah. For a comic book character. I mean, as attractive as you can get for, attracted to a comic book character as you can get. All about 50 plus adventures. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mirren. Right. So, what this dark woman was, she was like a specialist for training difficult Padawans. I guess she like ran the like Jedi Wayward or school for or home for Wayward girls or something. I don't know what what her actual deal was because the only story I could really find around her was Aura Singh, and she seems to come and go throughout her life. But this isn't about the dark woman, so I kind of just moved on from there. Yeah. So after attending this training with even even the dark woman. Pretty much said, I can't do anything for you. You're you're a lost cause. <laughs> so she pretty much just like they gave up on her. This is what's weird because now actually her story gets a little sad, and it actually leads to the question: It's like what happens to a kid that's turned over to the Jedi that can't be trained? Are they just like left out on the street or what? Because it sounds like for this, she was just kind of yeah. left alone. Like here you well, you're not a Jedi, so we got no room for you here. Get out. Yeah, they're taking. When I see you. They're taken as a baby, and it's like seven years later. They're like, uh, "We can't train the seven years. You can't really go back and give back to her mom. Like, right. here, take this kid. It doesn't work for us." And like, oh, that's not my mom. Well, she is your mom. You just don't know her because we took you as a baby. We're we're Jedi. We're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard? Mace Windu's our leader. But my mom's a crack whore. A crack whore. Or. <laughs> <laughs> so now it gets a little sad because she is wherever she's living and it doesn't say anything about living with a jedi it just says that she was kidnapped by pirates and these and she's still pretty young so they kind of prey on her fears of abandonment and not even her fears but her experience of abandonment and betrayal 
and completely turn her against a Jedi. She's a total Jedi hater at this point. Stockholm syndrome, right? Here. Sort of, kind of. Yeah, actually, it's that's not too far from what the story was yeah. saying. And so she was raised by the pirates, but then it gets even a little worse because on a raid, she ends up getting captured by a hut. A hut named, uh, uh, this is fucked up, Walla Noga. I think that's how you say it. Walla Noga or Nuga? Walla Nuga? Walla Walla. Cucamonga. It's like a combination of the two. Then she gets captured again by a hut pirate. It's actually, you're not far from it. He actually, he, he lends her out like he's her pimp. He lends her out to a group of assassins, and these assassins train her to be one of their own and kill and turn her into like an even more remorseless killing machine. And they're the ones that stuck the biocomputer in her head, and that's where she got the AM/FM antenna sticking out of the top <laughs> of her head now from these guys. I can get the Grand Ole Opry on Saturday nights, <laughs> but on Sunday nights it's a uh, oh shit, what's that freaking guy's name on NPR? I lost it. It would have been a better joke I could remember. Wait, wait, don't tell me. No, no, worse than that. Uh, Prairie Home Companion. Oh, that guy. Garrison, Garrison Keeler. That's Garrison it. Keeler. Yep. Lake Wobegon Days. What's funny, <laughs> he what's funny is you say that, Garrison Keeler. He's actually at the Ryman Auditorium tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> Talking about Lake Wobegon Days. Should have asked him if he wanted to talk about Aris Singh. If she ever comes to Lake Wobegon, <laughs> I'll talk about her. <laughs> Now Steve Warner on the guitar. Steve Warner. I can't do it. He whistles with every yes. You got to put a whistle in there. Steve, Steve Warner. Warner. Actually, I heard Gears and Killers retiring. Yes. No. That's a shame. Yeah. Chris Chris Thiele from uh, Nickel Creek and the Punch Brothers is taking over host. I was waiting for Dave's further nice reaction. Nope. <laughs> nope. Got none. It was, it was cricket. Don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> to kind of sum up her life at this point, we have abandonment. Further abandonment, slave trading, forced education, and invasive surgery. So this is actually kind of a kind of a sad character story when you at this point of her life. At least Show in my us opinion. All Laura, where did they diddle you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show us with that creepy spindly finger. Yeah. <laughs> but once she broke away from this childhood tragic childhood whatever you want to call it she kind of went her own way and she became a jedi hunter so a bounty hunter but her specialty was jedis and that was like a pretty big note in her uh, entry but i only see three confirmed jedi kills listed and most of them we've never heard of uh a guy named pierce p-e-r-c-e uh mana verdi veridi and sharad head now that as i recognized and had to look up and then remembered oh that's the father of asherod head who was darth crate which we did an episode oh so it's actually curly joe yeah that episode was so memorable i had to go back and look up things so her specialty was jedi but she only killed three two of whom you don't three that we know know of i guess i mean three that were recorded but i guess that's i don't know yeah i don't know if that's impressive or not or if it's just the three that were recorded (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, none we ever heard of except one, and we wouldn't have heard of it one for Luke Quackenbush. Well, on this cartoon and stuff like this, this character is beloved. I mean, people at that when she was in our obscure character face off, they really like some kind of sign a, a trading yeah. card. Yep, yeah. yeah, it was funny. Like people love this character. This this seems like 
there's got to be a reason why. They could use this opportunity for her to have killed all these Jedi, and she's she's very deep or, or like a deep story. Oh. You know, like, like I don't know, like like why why does anyone care? I guess is what I, I'm asking. I think she's kind of like she's kind of got the Boba Fett syndrome, for lack of a better term, where she's. I think now you, we were, we do open the discussion saying she might not necessarily be the most Star Warsy looking character, but I actually like her look. I like the combination of the kind of blood orange suit, the stark white skin, and her her weaponry and her accessories are pretty cool. So I think she might be more. Uh, people might like the look of her more than, or maybe even know the look of her more than her story. Maybe that's, that's- my my opinion. That's why she was nicknamed Babe Fett when they were making, they were recreating her, writing yeah, her character. That's right. She was she was nicknamed Babe Fett because she either called her the hot Boba Fett, but, but she doesn't do anything. It doesn't sound. Well, like. neither did really Fett. Boba Fett. I mean, yeah, he just stood there and looked cool. Looked I know. Badass. I'm probably pissing off a lot of Star Wars fans by saying that, but really, <laughs> what did he do? I mean, uh, nobody, take the e- nobody, EU stuff away. Nobody did anything in Star Wars except for R2-D2. True. <laughs> except in Force Awakens. Except in Force Awakens, when he was a trash can. <laughs> Nobody did anything except for him. Babe Fett. <laughs> Who says this? Who called her this? We did in the Star Wars Street Character Face-Off. Yep. When was this? At Celebration 6. <laughs> yeah, you were there. And we had a whole bit. We had Christy record uh, Boba Fett lines in Essential Voice, and we made a little bit out of it. I remember that. <laughs> Good, because you wrote it. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I was lost in Leland's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I in get lost your eyes. in your Leland eyes. Leland Chee. Cheese eyes. Doing the butt. <laughs> <laughs> that wow. in there. So okay, uh, apart from the three Jedi, I wrote. I mean, her kind of her her Jedi hunting, as far as her EU story development, kind of just gets shelved. And we get into her one and only film appearance, which Chris had brought up, and it is the uh, the thing the Booty of Classic. Could not think of the, the the race name. And I guess she took her time off. I mean, I guess she was a big sports fan while hunting down Jedi to go watch this. And the only thing that was really I could add to that, I actually added earlier, but I'll say it again, was that balcony was over Beggars Canyon. So we've heard about Beggars Canyon. In the original trilogy, now we get, in a sense, a chance to see it, although it's just as they oh. swing by. So I thought that was actually kind of interesting. It was a nice way to tie in something that was mentioned in another movie. That's the only time you ever actually see Beggar's Canyon. As far as I know. What Luke, what Luke talks about. Yeah, I think so. I'd have to actually refer to Tim to verify that. But so, yeah. But where, I, 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 where on... Tatooine is Mos Espa because it. If this is where Luke is going to shoot Womp Rats, it probably can't be too far away from Mos Eisley. I would think. Yeah, that's what uh, I was yeah. thinking too. Like, if I mean, Tatooine is a, a planet. Uh, you have I hear Chris taking some- pictures back there for Twitter. <laughs> no, that was that was me. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at something on Twitter. He's looking at. Softcore. Oh Christ! You found the, um, the dark side of Twitter now. The blue side, I should <laughs> oh, say. Is there a dark side? Well, the blue side. So you have to assume that if that's Beggars Canyon and Luke has been there, that Luke lived near where this pod race was. So Tatooine's a big planet, but everything seems to happen in one, 
you know, 10 square mile radius of the entire planet if Jabba the Hutt's there and Luke and all that stuff. Could you even assume that as a child, Luke maybe even went to some of these races and stuff like well, that? Well, he here's where I was going to jump in. I don't think he um, would have went to the races because this comes later in the story, but by the time we get to the original trilogy... Pod racing is completely outlawed, but I'd imagine this course still has to remain largely intact. So I could see the the kids of Anchorhead or Mos Espa or whatever the hell town they lived in using what's left of the of the racetrack in a sense to mess around with their skyhoppers and whatnot. So that's because that's like a big area to fill in over time. So that's all I can add to that. There's that huge. What, uh, what, is, what was that? That huge grandstand. <laughs> You're, Chris is done because he's he has now discovered it didn't take him long. It only took him about 20 minutes. He's now discovered some filthy stuff on here and now he's just done. I just, I just typed not, in the word boobs and there's yeah. and you, there's boobs. There's like you can watch like yes, people. Everybody has known this for five years. You're, <laughs> you're late to the party. That's what the Internet's for. Well, boobs and time- podcasts. Every time I go on, I go on other sites. I never go on this one. <laughs> now that now you have well, now you new, have one more new sleeping material. I don't understand why you're giggling at them. Because everyone has the same one. They they're pulling up their shirt and bam, bam, they come hanging out flapping. Everyone is the same like pose. Bam, bam. You see? <laughs> where are we? Where are we at? Oh, where are we at? Okay, so. There's kind of a confusing story right after the Boontieve Classic. I, 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 I started to try to write it out. It just like was making no sense. So I have just like a two-sentence summary. Basically, what I pieced together was was that the Jedi Council put together a team to hunt Orisin down. And the team included Katamundi and Asherod Het, who that's the guy that later became Darth Krayt. Mm. So right after, once I just eliminated all the crap that led up to that, that story made a little more sense. So I think from, again, what I gathered, I think what they did was they set up some sort of like almost like a sting operation where Singh was hired to get someone and it was, but it was actually the team in waiting. So it's like when she finally hunted down whoever this person was, in fact, I don't even know that the person was named, which made the story a little confusing. Like when she finally opened the door, there's Katamundi and Asherard head going, fool you. <laughs> because it's, I think that's kind of what had happened. So now, so she, they arrested her, but somewhere along the line, she escaped before she could even get to any kind of trial or punishment. So really sure. all the time I took to sort all that out into these two lines was kind of a waste of time because we go from nothing we go right from there to kind of we go to the clone war era we don't go right into the clone wars and i'm actually glad we did this character so soon after slave one because we get an explanation that was a little confusing in slave one earlier in a book called uh boba fett maze of deception there is a story of where count dooku hired her to find boba fett and part of her payment was slave one Mm. We had a discussion about that where that never happened in the Clone Wars, and that's why, because it actually happened in this book. So mm. if you heard the Slave 1 episode, if you picked up a copy from uh, the Great Philadelphia Comic-Con or if you're a Patreon supporter and you heard us say, kind of, we didn't really argue. I, I, I 
completely agreed with everything Tim had said because I didn't know any better. <laughs> that is the explanation. So it actually came from a book that none of us knew about until this episode. Now, yeah. so do, why Dooku wanted him was because he thought Boba had some information that was vital to the separat- separatist cause. Now, I don't know what. I didn't go and read the book in time for this episode, so I'll probably not What is the answer to nine down? <laughs> five letters. It means lots. I don't know. <laughs> That's five letters, isn't it? Grave. <laughs> it's mash actor starting with A and ending with A. Shit. <laughs> Don't know Help what me. it is. I keep Help trying to squeeze hey Jamie Farah on there, but it doesn't yes. work. <laughs> Try Larry Linville. <laughs> Shit. What the hell is Radar's did, did, name anyway? <laughs> Walter. <laughs> did uh, did she know Django Fett? Uh that's a good could, question. Oh no, not that have, really. That have been conceivable. Uh I'm going to guess she didn't know him outright because as I look at my notes here, actually the next thing in my notes is that while she was working on the job of finding him, she found out he was an heir to a large amount of money. So it sounds like, again, without reading the book, I can't give you the details. It sounds like she's learning about Django Fett and his success as a bounty hunter in this story. Okay. That's and my how old, guess. How old was Boba Fett when she's supposed to go get him for Duco? He's still well, like a little kid. Yeah, that's kind of right? actually. Tim yeah. can help with that because this is right before the Clone Wars storyline, the cartoon. So how old, roughly, is he in that? And it's probably about the same age, maybe a year he's or two probably, younger. Probably in the cartoon, he's probably when we first see him, probably like eleven years old, maybe. Okay, so like ten, maybe, maybe yeah. nine. That's pretty young to be like flying was, around on a ship. He was really young in episode two, and then the the Clone Wars. So this probably takes when we see him in the Clone Wars. It's probably like two years later. Uh, he's probably he's probably at eleven. I would think eleven, maybe twelve. Speaking of young Boba Fett, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, almost an advertisement, but it's worth it. If you want to hear probably the funniest bit ever about young Boba Fett, then sign up for our Patreon page where you get access to the exclusive episodes and immediately jump to Slave One. Uh. <laughs> that's Don't what give it away it. for free. No, we'll just say that's what starts a one of the funniest bits about Young Boba Fett I think anyone's ever recorded. So, uh, somewhere along the line here, again, I'm not going to read this book. Uh, Fett escaped. No money for Sing. No payment from Dooku. And but she did keep Slave One for a bit, as that was, I guess, the uh, the agreement. Once she got hold of Slave One. She could keep it, but then somewhere along the line, he got it back, as we know from the Slave One episode. So this was her first encounter with Boba Fett. And then then I think if uh, I think we kind of move on to the Clone Wars here now, and Tim can help me out with this, if, whether or not this information no. is correct or from the Clone Wars. Help so- us, Tim. we <laughs> <laughs> only hope. Uh, oh, wait, Hashtag. I'm sorry. There's one, there's one story here. There's one story here. It's a stupid story, but it's worth sharing before we get into the Clone Wars. Before she gets involved with Boba Fett again, she has a she's brought back to Narshadad on to work on a bounty from another hut called Adru Ooh the Hut, I think. Adru U U D R U U A. Adru Adru the Hut. We'll call you. You the Hut. You the Hut. You the Hut. Yuda Hut placed a death mark on a Jedi and hired Singh 
to kill this Jedi with that her being her specialty. Well, as she worked I the don't job, like what? Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I don't like this Obi Wan Kenobi. I need you to kill him. No, kill was, him. That might be a better ending. To the, that'd be a better <laughs> ending to the story, I think, because by the time she finally caught up with the Jedi, she put all the pieces together. She realized the Jedi she was hunting was herself. <laughs> That's awesome. You finally she, found the Jedi within you. Yeah. Did she capture herself? I guess so. That would be yeah. great if she brought herself in and collected the money. <laughs> she starts beating herself up. She's what are you said, doing? I'm kicking she, my own ass. Kicking my own. <laughs> she, she, she programs a cage to close on the Jedi that identifies all these marks that she's given by, by you to Hutt, and it keeps shutting on her. And she's like, damn it, what's wrong with this thing? And she keeps trying to open it and it keeps slamming shut on her. That worked better in my head than verbally, by the, the Jedi way. Jedi you're looking for has bone white skin, <laughs> a thin waist, and perfect C cups. <laughs> She's like, Christ, this is going to take forever to find that person. Where are we going to find that Jedi? And a wonky knuckle. Yes. So you can get the, the boogers way up there. That <laughs> Jedi has it. Where would I find this Jedi? <laughs> As she's picking her nose. Uh, Try I, the mirror, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I do have perfect C cups. Thank you. Thank you, Yuda. Yuda Hut. I guess what had happened by going back further on my notes here, I guess somehow there was like a trail given to her by Yuda Hut to follow. And then when she got to the end of it, she was kind of captured almost in a cage, it sounds like. I thought I was making a joke, but I guess I had it in my notes. And then Yuda Hutt tried to gas her, but she escaped. Uh, she took out all the guards along the way and ended up blowing up his palace on Narshada on her way out. So oh. no more, no more Yuda Hutt ever again. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. My favorite Hutt. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> someone will write. Well, EU's been erased. Maybe we'll get some more Yuda Hutt from Disney. That sounds like something they'd be interested in. Yeah, they're really delving into character development. If they're going to make a Han Solo movie with a guy that was actually older than Harrison Ford when he started the movies, why not? (laughs) (laughs) That guy's not older, is he? No, I'm just joking. That was like like the first complaint was, Harrison Ford was always that old. I was a young Harrison Ford, which is actually a fair question. I shouldn't make fun of them. It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't he be like really young? Younger right. than Harrison was when he played Han? Yeah. Hmm. I heard they're getting Bob Newhart to play. <laughs> <laughs> and it all takes place on a one sided phone conversation. <laughs> I would love to see Bob Newhart as Han Solo. Actually, you know what? Considering the 70s, how did we not see Bob Newhart do a Star Wars parody in some yeah. kind of variety show? Yeah, <laughs> like be on the phone, like like oh oh, you want to speak to the oh, the, the one with with three eyes? Okay, the, the three eyes. Let me look here. And I'm gonna, we have I'm a, we have a one a eye. We have search. a we have a, a, a five eye and a, a, no three eye. And that's my Bob Newhart, by the way. All done. <laughs> I'm gonna do a Bob Newhart Star Wars YouTube search and see what comes up. It probably is something. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, he he played it on on the Big Bang Theory. He played like a Jedi Knight or something. Oh, oh really? yeah, there he is. There you go. Yeah. Yep, there he is as a Jedi. Oh, Newhart. He was hilarious with that stuff. <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was funny. Bob Newhart is the man. That's a guy, unlike Betty White, who what? even though he got Bob old. Bob Newhart was a man, was a real man. He stayed valid and still has something to offer. She 
she's so does she. She's people love her. Okay. And the one person who hates her is she's to my left. Uh, I used to like. I had a big crush on Julia Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Peter Scolari. What? <laughs> big crush on that guy too. And Tom Poston. <laughs> <laughs> He's on Girls, actually, Dave. Pierce, Tom Poston? Pierce Clary. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, Peter Scolari. Is yeah. Tom Poston alive? He can't be. <laughs> he can't be. If he's not, kill him. No, 2007. That was a long time ago. He's dead. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hashtag rest in peace, Poston. <laughs> Tom Poston. Rest in Poston. <laughs> I'm tweeting that right now. <laughs> Hashtag new heart forever. Uh, okay. She'll never die. He and John Rickles will keep going on vacations every year until yeah. infinity. So I actually put in my notes. Now we are actually starting with the Clone War stuff at this point. <clears throat> cool. So she teamed up with Boba Fett to kill Mace Windu. And apparently Boss was part of this team. Is this her first appearance in the Clone Wars? I don't know if I jumped through. Because uh, she had a lot of Clone Wars stuff. I didn't write it all I, out, but I wrote some I highlights. Think, I think this was her first appearance in the Clone Wars, if I recall gotcha. correctly. Well, what I was actually reading, this is I don't know if this is weird or not. I I, I haven't done a kind of a... I guess, oh, I guess she's not an EU character if she's in the Clone Wars. I haven't done an EU character since Darth Crate. But it seemed this part of the Wikipedia entry was the story is actually more about Boba Fett and Aura Singh just kind of happened to be involved. I don't know if it's poorly written or she does she have like a big part in this storyline. She's basically just his guardian. It really is his story arc. She's just sort of introduced and it sort of makes it seem like she's kind of a... um like her, his guardian kind of okay but in the end at the end of the story she abandons him like as quickly you know because she's just in it for the money gotcha so she abandons him very quickly at the okay. end to save her own skin yeah because it doesn't really say much about her doing anything it does say that he contacts her for help and she like gives him the idea of what gets him his getaway he guys he guess he blows up the ship's reactors and that gives him enough time to jump on slave one and get away. Mm. And that's about all it really says a part of what she did. Uh, like I said, the most, the rest of it was pretty much the story of what Boba Fett did to try to kill Mace Windu and, and fail miserably. Apparently. Yeah. He like blew up an entire star destroyer, hoping that Mace window would be part of the collateral uh, damage. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So that was, I guess that's the first part of the story. This the party goes on to, I guess the planet where the wreckage crashed. Is this all part of the same story? Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, I was trying to kind of round this out best I could, because we talked a lot about this in slave one, but not a lot, not a majority of people are going to hear that. So I didn't want to completely repeat myself, but I do want to tell a story. So I kind <laughs> of truncated this a little bit. So like Tim had said, he had blown up the, on her, on our, or Singh's advice, uh, Boba Fett blew up the engines on a, uh, or the reactor, I should say, the engine reactor on a st the Star Destroyer Endurance, and the wreckage actually crashed on the nearby planet called uh, Vancor. And when it hit the Vancor, V A N Q O R. A night in Vancor makes a hot man crumble, makes Aura Sing's fingers 
Wembley. I don't know. I can't think of the right word. Knuckle. Knuckled. Don't let her go for knuckles deep in you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Singh followed the wreckage down to the planet. She abducted three officers from the wreckage. And she used these hostages. She loaded them up on Slave One. This is one of the stories where we talked about Slave One getting kind of stolen from Boba Fett. At this point, she's kind of in control of Slave One. She loaded them up on Slave One and let Mace Mace Windu, who of course survived, as you probably gathered because I said he, Boba Fett didn't kill him, use that to motivate Windu to kind of chase her. And he did. She flew Slave One and the hostages to a planet that was in the same system called Florum and met up with an old flame uh, by the name of Hondo Anaka. Hondo Anaka, yeah. yeah. Which actually seems like a really cool character. That seems like a, a uh, Clone Wars character worth doing. I think I was actually thinking that. So I think in the next, we'll we'll do Hondo Anaka at some point. Yeah, because cool. he's okay. he is a really neat he's a really neat character. One of the best. One of the best characters to come out of that show. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's he seemed really interesting. Uh, even just the bits that had to do with Aura Singh, he seemed. To, is he in it anymore? When she's not, or are they like kind of a, a yeah, duo? He, he, he came back. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. A couple seasons later. Yeah, all by himself. Yeah, like, right. You know, he minus he shows up. He shows up. He probably has about six or seven episodes. Okay. He he talks like Ricardo Montalban. Is this a character as a Kowakian monkey lizard on his shoulder, like a parrot, like yeah. a pirate would? Okay, yep. yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so Don't she pointed me. Why is it, why are you pointing What's at me? Matter, Dave? I, he's, he's, I'm just sitting here listening, <laughs> and anytime you guys talk about something and you all agree that it's all good, he leans back and points right in my fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like this this Clone Wars. Talk. I'm listening politely. politely. I don't have anything to add about this. You don't got a point. I at saw me. your tweet. What? Ooh, Tim's talking about the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can read that now, Dave. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where are we at? The uh, the Florum Hondo shit. I know. Florum. There it is. Okay, there it is. Uh, so while she was on Florum, Plo Koon and Asako Tano caught up to her. So I guess they got involved in this whole thing after the Star Destroyer got blowed, blowed up yep. or blown up, whichever one. Blowed up, real, blow blow up real good. <laughs> so she fled in Slave One, but not very far because apparently Osaka did some damage to one of the wings and sing <laughs> Osaka. Fresh. Osaka. Is, it, is that it? Is that, am I saying? Asaka. Asoka. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, yes, yeah, something is wrong. I can't think of what it is. And that's what it was. Yeah. Asaka to me. Asaka to me. Osaka is a Osaka city. is a city in Japan. That's where Universal yeah. Studios is. Yeah. That's how I know that name. I could care less about this freaking Taguga's name, whatever her name is. <laughs> Don't point at me. <laughs> Take your finger away from me. So it smells. Apparently, uh, I don't know what your name is. Ahsoka. 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 Ahsoka, like, damaged one of the wings and Slave One crashed. And this is, you know, classic good guy faux pas. They just naturally assume she must be dead and why bother checking. So, but unbeknownst to them, Hondo Anaka. This two, now there's Anaka, Asaka, Ahsoka, and And, Monkey Lizards. And I don't know which is what. So, Teclamino. (laughs) Teclamino. 
<laughs> there's actually a, a character up here late, later we're talking about that i saw the name and thought of teclamino but that's another story oh, we'll get to that story um anyway what, what the fuck was i talking about um oh so they didn't bother checking but uh hondo actually had pulled her out and saved her life and i guess that's uh that seems like the end of that story again i turn to tim and chris to verify that chris i agree you don't know don't that, point at yeah, me that, get your finger away from my face that that's that's the end of that particular story arc. right okay yes that's i, I meant yeah because she does have more clone war stuff here and we go right into it so after she's recovered and some time passes she's hired by dave's favorite all-time favorite not only clone wars but star wars character zero the hut is chris pointing at dave <laughs> no we're pointing at each other <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's like it's like face off <laughs> Yeah. She was uh, hired by Zero to assassinate Padme Amidala for imprisoning Zero. It seems like everybody that ever comes across Padme ends up wanting to kill her. <laughs> Nobody yes. likes that Padme. Even even her He's husband tried to bitch. kill her at one point. Yeah. She's just like the most unlikable character in the Star Wars gar- uh, person in Star Wars Galaxy. Can we, <laughs> can we just backtrack a little bit? Dave yeah. actually hashtag RIP Tom Poston. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hit it, January thirty first, uh, two thousand eleven. Oh God! This girl, this girl uh, tweeted crying about Tom Poston and how much they missed him since his death. And Bob was holding it back and made me cry. Hashtag RIP Tom Poston. Someone else hashtag that, Dave. It's no joke. I'm yeah. not laughing because he's dead. Tom Poston was a national treasure. You don't think people miss him? I'm laughing I that don't. she's crying four years later after his death. <laughs> did we just say? Did we just look up that he died in 2007, not 2011? Yeah, it was 2007. <laughs> he was great. He was great as the douchey neighbor on Mork and Mindy. Who the hell would tweet that twice about hashtag RIP Tom Poston? It's a it's a it's a valid hashtag. I got this. Speaking of this Twitter shit, you know, y'all, you know, you know, I put something about Tim <laughs> talking about the Clone Wars, but Tom Andrews, who's chiming in here, says that uh, he makes a good point that the Clone Wars is the final George Lucas contribution to Star Wars. Yeah. It's a point. Well, the, well the, and he says it's where he's kind of telling me to watch it. So, like, it's probably worth watching just for that alone. And I never really thought about that. You should really watch him. Well, as far as seeing tracking down Padme, she actually tracked her down to Alderaan. I actually would might want to see that episode to kind of see what the interpretation of Alderaan is, actually, now that we're talking about that. But besides that, she set up a sniper stand. She locked on to what she... Th- oh, no, she did lock her sights on Padme. But then Asaka Tano interfered somehow i don't how know how because i haven't seen it but so she actually managed to fire a shot off but she only winged padme but still that's i guess that's a close i guess that is the closest anyone's got because there's over elaborate uh poison centipedes never worked she yeah. didn't get blowed up on that platform and uh anakin didn't finish the job when he's force choking her so this is the closest anyone's gotten to killing her Except for the kids, because her kids killed her when she got when she gave birth. <laughs> yeah. Except when Luke and Leia killed her. Right. Yeah. This story arc is is one of the more dull story lines of the Clone Wars. It's really oh, just- that's that's too bad because I think the next fact I think is hilarious. 
Because she later, according to this, later made a, sec- a second attempt, and she tracked down Padme, or what she thought was Padme, Padme, but she soon realized it was a BD-3000 luxury droid and not Padme, or in disguise as Padme, so it's like a droid can pass off being <laughs> Padme, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I'm guessing the droid may have had a little more personality, that's how she figured it out. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, I don't remember if it was just one or two episodes, but it was a pretty dumb one. I remember watching and thinking, this is stupid. Okay. What do they do for the voices of those people? Uh, I know I saw that movie, the, with the, with the turd, the, the Jabba the Hutt's kid. Stinky. Um, yeah. yeah. What do they do with the voices on these? It's just these impersonators that you really liked, Tim. Well, do, what do like, you mean? Uh, like, could somebody does their impersonation. How do you do an impersonation? Yeah, uh, it's, all, uh, it's all Billy West. <laughs> yeah. No, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie King is the voice of her on um, the Clone Wars. Of Aura Singh. Of Aura Singh. Are yeah. you talking Padme? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, Matt, Natalie Portman. Like, how do you oh, do it? Oh, Christy does it. They just. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the person who does the voice of Padme doesn't really sound like. Doesn't really sound like Natalie Portman, but she, it you you kind of are just like, oh, it's close enough that it, you don't. It's 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 not like she comes on hey, everybody. <laughs> it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, they 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 get the they get the gist of it. It's not it's not exact, but it sounds close enough. Okay, I was just curious. And so I'm sure Matt will get to that. Who the voice of this? Well, Tim already spoiled that for me. It's Jamie King. Yeah, Yeah, I can just skip that part when I get to it. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So again, Ahsoka. Am I saying it right? Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano pops up again. (laughs) Uh, She grazes Sing with a lightsaber. It sounds like, and and Padme goes running off, and uh, nothing really happens. I guess. To Padme, apparently Singh gets arrested and brought to Kurosawa, but somewhere along the line, she escapes because she is, next thing I have is that she went to work for Cad Bane. Is this, I couldn't tell if this is filler between the story. Do we actually see that in the, in this storyline? Uh, I can't remember the Cad Bane story off the top of my head. It's how about the arrest? Is that like, or the escape? I'm, I'm guessing not. Cause it's so loose. It's like the, 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 the arrest is real specific, but then it's like how she kind of gets away is like very broad. So I'm guessing that was just kind of filled in to explain that we see her next with Cad Bane. Do you remember? It doesn't matter. I'm just, wondering uh, yeah, you know. I can't really remember. Okay. No problem. So, but the Cad Bane thing is like super lackluster. I, uh, I'm going to super summarize oh, this. What's that? The, it says here she teamed up with Cad Bane's bounty hunter team for the raid on the Republic Senate building. Yeah, that this happened early. Like they they jumped around in the time frame. So but this they, okay. This may have been the first time we saw her in the series. And I remember when she was in the series first. She didn't speak at all. You didn't hear her speak it, the first time we it saw her. Doesn't sound like it because like it really comes down to all she did was cover an entrance and then shot yeah. a guard and then got paid. Of whatever amount she got paid. I mean, that is pretty much all it seems that happened. So that would make perfect sense that she was just kind of a a Star Warsy background, or not even a background character, but a visual character to flesh out this this scene you you just described better than I had written yeah. down. Okay, and that is it. That is all I got for her on that story. So from there, we finally well, I shouldn't say finally because we didn't know this, but we jump into the original trilogy timeline. So we get some story of her in the original trilogy. 
So in the timeline, we skip a pass. We skip all across New Hope. We skip past. Um, we actually pick up at the Battle of Hoth. We don't quite get to Return of the Jedi yet. It's in between the two. She is picking up Jedi hunting again at this point, and she's really on her own because obviously there's no Jedi in the galaxy by and large. At least there there really isn't. Uh, if we really if we want to go by just the movies, there's Luke, Leah, Leia. Sorry, my neighbor's name is. Leia or Leah. Uh, so there's Luke, Leia, and Yoda, technically. So she's kind of just on her own trying to track down Jedi, and her instincts end up leading her to Tatooine because she sensed a force wielder was hiding there. So she got to Tatooine, but she couldn't quite zero on zero in on who it was. So she integra- integrated herself into the one person's underworld that knows everything that's going on in Tatooine, and that is Jabba the Hutt. Now, the way she does this is fucking awesome, like as far as <laughs> silliness in the story. She does this the quickest way she possibly could by entering Jabba's Demolition Games. Ooh. This is, this is a game that Jabba the Hutt started after the Galactic Empire outlawed pod racing. Uh, pod racing was big money for the Huts and for Jabba specifically. So once that was gone, he invented this underground sport to make up for it. So picture a demolition derby with weapons, because that's pretty much what it is. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Singh entered with her. She had an ancient swoop, which is like a souped up. It's We, we described it before, I think, as like a, a chopper version of a speeder bike, I think is how we described it. That's kind of what it is. It's a mm-hmm. speeder bike, but it's it's not an imperial speeder bike. It's it, it works on the same premise, the two handles, the foot pegs, and it hovers on the ground. So she entered her, her vintage ancient swoop, and she... Entered the games, and during the games, she managed to come across that Force user that is hiding on Tatooine. You guys got to guess who it is? Oh, what's his face? Kenobi. No. no. Quinlan Voss. No. Oh, that would have been much better. No, it's it's the, ah. the character. Everyone knows this character. Wade Vox. Wade Vox? Yeah, my, <laughs> next, my next line is, who the fuck is Wade Vox? <laughs> Wade Boggs? Yeah, yeah. Wade Boggs. Who's that? I have no Wade idea. Boggs Wade Vox. It's the character made up for this story. I'll tell you at this point now, this is all based on a video game. This is a video game story. In this in this game, there was a Jedi, a untrained Jedi called Wade Vox, and he was a force-sensitive male that escaped from Alderaan right before it blew up. So he's not <laughs> trained or anything, but he's so strong in the force that he managed to build his own lightsaber, and that was his weapon that he used in this in the demolition games. That sounds remarkably similar to one of our care old characters. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? You're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think yeah. of that. What game, Matt? This masters the Terracassi uh, or whatever. No, no, it's the. I think it's a. I think it's called Jabba's Demolition Games. Huh. It's a ge- like a like a computer game. Yeah. Like, what, what, I've never heard of this before. Uh, let me see what I can find out about it real quick. Because there's a picture of her. There's a screen capture of her on her swoop. In this game, maybe this—if she's in the, in the video games and stuff like that, and all this role-playing and the card games and stuff like that—maybe that's why she's so beloved. Because the people that are into those universes are very serious about that kind of stuff, so they would take her. She, she's like a celebrity among that kind of stuff. Yeah. I- Okay, I found I found that it's called it's not Jabba's Demolitions game. It's called Star Wars Demolitions. Apparently, Jabba's game is a level in it, and it's a it's a Dreamcast game. 
Chris has a, it's on PlayStation. PlayStation. I had this Oh, because is it too? Okay, the, the picture they use on Wikipedia is Dreamcast, but I guess it, there's certainly... Oh, yeah, PlayStation and Dreamcast right there at the bottom under platforms. Okay. Well, this um, is kind of cool. Yeah, okay. it is kind of cool. I remember playing this game, yeah. You actually owned this. I think I even had this at home, actually, yeah. We should play it and film you doing it. <laughs> yeah. For like 20 seconds? That's it. That's <laughs> 20 oh. seconds? We're kind of at the end here. We don't have a. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Let's take. I take that back before I get to that. We we go past this. That's her only original trilogy story, and we jump into the New Republic, which is like post Jedi, uh, like after the Zon books or whatnot. And she was hired to assassinate a queen and her young daughter. I'm sure it listed what it was, but it wasn't important. It's someone we've never heard of. The important part of the story is, is at one point she allied herself with Han and Leia Organa Solo as they were undercover as part of this whole mission. And while they were together, she had shared her tale of watching Anakin in the Boot Eve Classics. So it was like a little <laughs> moment of her telling uh, Leia about her father before Darth Vader, but I don't know what she said. I he, remember, I remember <laughs> seeing your father, right? Race at Pod Racer. <laughs> I remember him then. going by three times really fast. I mean, that couldn't have been a very long story. And then chocolate cost a nickel. <laughs> yeah. Tim Tim sounds like the Pepperidge Farm he guy. Does, Pepperidge yeah. Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point here, I'm sorry, or during this mission, or Aurora. Great. I really messed up there. Aura was eventually captured and placed in a holding cell, cell on a Star Destroyer. And that's where her story ends. It doesn't say that she died or got out or did anything. They just There's nothing been written for her after that. So I, you know, I'm not even going to speculate or make up a story. That's just where, where it ends for her. Um, now with the whole, of course, erasure of the EU, there could be something completely different coming in a comic or a book or who knows what. But as far as everything that's been written for up to this point, that is it for her story. I just did some notes about things that didn't come up, like her being a force sensitive uh, or a force user in a sense, or actually not in a sense. She was a force user at a young age. She did develop some unique powers that she integrated into boundary hunting. One uh, was force speed. Another was force jump. Those are pretty uh, self-explanatory. One they called battle mind power, where apparently her the best way i could understand what they were saying was like your senses are kind of heightened your defensive senses are heightened during this battle mind power like you kind of have better reflexes to avoid laser bolts or getting hit or punched or whatnot it's kind of like a defensive maneuver and she also had foresight, which I think is what Zet Chukasa had, which yeah, made, I was about gave to him, say that sounds like Zet Chukasa. Yeah, gave him the ability to yeah take out all those troopers before getting shot down. So that 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 they that's actually kind of, I thought that was kind of well thought out because that is that would be good for a bounty hunter to have and make an interesting story out of. Now, what to what extent? I have no idea because I've never actually read any of these books or seen any of the shows she's in. Uh, she was skilled in. Using a lightsaber with single and dual bladed. I have no idea if we saw that. Did she ever use a lightsaber in the Clone Wars? I don't, I don't remember. Her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as behind the scenes information, um, we got, we talked about this a couple of times. She was a, in a sketch. Her original concept sketch was labeled Babe Fett by Doug Chang. And we did that whole bit about it at Celebration 6. If you haven't seen that, this, 
very topical. We just reposted it on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash news as and see not only see that bit, but see the whole face off. I think it's one of the one of the really one of the coolest things we we've done so far. And that bit is actually pretty funny. And Christy got involved with pulling that bit off. In the uh, Phantom Menace, she was portrayed by model Mich- Michonne something, whatever Tim said earlier in this episode. <laughs> I can't. Boriagu? Sure. Boriagu? Sounds good to me. I do. I did write the question. If Do you you guys have her on your poster? Nope. Yes, we do. Okay. She was one of the first. Episode one, people, we got on our poster. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is she as stunning as her pictures online are in real life? Yeah, she's she yeah. was she was pretty foxy. Yeah, she's in. It's been a while too. Attractive. I haven't seen her do any. I haven't seen her do any shows in a, in a long time either. She was at almost all of the celebrations, and her line was always really long. Well, I can see everybody why. always wanted to get Ara Singh's autograph. I couldn't yeah. care less about Aura Singh, but I would like to meet Michonne. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she's pretty foxy. And uh, Jamie King, who does the voice on the Clone Wars, is uh, equally foxy. God, oh, really? Tim, will you stop? He keeps taking it away. That was my next line. I'm not even going to do it now. <laughs> all Tim wants to do is talk about Jamie King. <laughs> she is nice. She's, she is attractive. Oh, come on. What do you mean? Oh, come on. What? She's just a person. Why do you have to? Why do you have to objectify she's attractive. women? Why do you have to objectify women like that? She's attractive. Do you think she's cute? I'm sure she's a wonderful person. She's an yeah. attractive object. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> she's good on Heart of Dixie, Dave. Did you watch that show? What? No. She was a hard on to what? <laughs> she was on the show Heart of Dixie for like oh. six years. What's Heart of Dixie? CW. Look it up. And with that, that's all I got. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the well, Bryce. Thank you for suggesting that. Yep, that's a be- beloved uh, character. Yep, amongst some. I agree. Now Matt has to talk again and tell us some some feedback. I know this just never ends for me. Oh. <laughs> All right, feedback. All right, let's go to. We've got oh, we got quite a few things to do. All right, I'll go to an email. Actually, we only have one email, so please, people, if you've been putting off emailing us, please do, because we will be officially out after I read this. It says, hey, guys, I want to thank you for all the work that goes into making your shows. I started listening to Swick, fell in love with it, then listened to your other shows. You guys do great work and make it possible for me to laugh throughout my day. I've always loved Star Wars, but just forgot it for a while. When I found your podcast, I binged it. I listen to you guys for days and days of work. <laughs> so, so much so that my wife slash oh wait, I'm sorry, parentheses. So much so that my wife, in parentheses, you have lesbian listeners, started listening to you too. She had never seen a Star Wars movie before, but now can't get enough. When we watch the movies, she is constantly pointing out all the obscure characters you guys have talked about. She even gets more right. of the trivia questions right. I or sorry, you have created a monster. One more thing. I was listening to the Admiral Ozzel episode today. You guys were talking about Vader force choking Ozzel through Skype. I always thought that they were on the same ship. So force choking someone down the hall from you seems more feasible. As for the camera crew Dave mentioned, all you have to all I have to say is Star Trek. They had people talking to each other on screens all the time. So I want to thank you again. I've hit a few rough patches lately and you guys have helped me through my day. I'm not sure if I could express it enough how much I appreciate the reawakening my love of Star Wars. You guys are awesome. Signed, Amy. 
half the pair known as Knickknack on Facebook. Well, thank you, Amy. And I do recognize that screen name, Knickknack. You guys pretty much chime in on almost everything we post, which is awesome because we love interacting and talking to people. So thank you, Amy. And thank you to your wife for listening to the show as well. And you know what? I'll just go with that because that was actually a really good message and I don't want to take the spotlight away. So I'll leave the other feedback we have from iTunes and Facebook for later. And I'll wrap up with the Patreon uh, supporter of the week. And uh, might as well just give it to Bryce because it's thanks to him that we have this subject in this episode. So our Patreon supporter of the week, of course, is Bryce DeWitt. He's actually been a supporter since we launched the show. This this is long overdue. In fact, all of our Patreon picks are long overdue. I'm going to make that up starting now. I think every recording session, I'm going to make a real concerted effort to get those out there. So... Thank you, Bryce. Thank you to everyone that supports us on Patreon. If you want to get involved, help support us, and get a chance to pick your own character, check it out. Our Patreon page, that is. Check that out. It's at patreon.com slash neozaz. I've said many times how it helps us, uh, how much we've grown the site, and how much we've added to it. And now that summer's coming, we got some pretty unique productions that are going to uh, be possible pretty much every season for the rest of the year. So it's actually got some exciting things coming along. And again, we couldn't put them online. We couldn't produce them and we couldn't share them without your support. So all of this is thanks to everyone's support on Patreon. And I'll thank you once again for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bryce. Can I read something funny that I just read? Yeah. Go right ahead. This isn't a, I, I, I have my, my antiques cell phone here. <laughs> yes, that, that is an old phone. It's, it's the oldest working cell phone in North America. And I uh, was looking at it. I had a message here from Matt from before we started recording. And this is what <laughs> Matt wrote. He wrote, I'm sitting here in the dark, lonely, waiting for someone to call. It's like junior high again, but I have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on further That's, thought, it's just like junior high. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. Yeah, really, you asked me what, when do you want to start? I'm like, I'm ready. And then I didn't hear from you for like five minutes. So I was like, I'm here. I'm waiting in the dark. That's true. At least you guys didn't abandon me to run to a liquor store like we did to Chris at the great Philadelphia Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. Chris was mad at us. Yeah. Well, whatever. He's saying anything. Yeah, you were mad. I know you were. You know mad. nothing. You and Kelly were both mad at us because we were drinking. I ain't saying a word. That's because I'm right. I ain't saying a word. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just because we went. We went and uh, and bought some booze because there was no booze at this thing. Right. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> okay. That means you're mad. I am not mad. Here we go. I don't get mad. Are you ready for the next round? Of Simpson says, Simpson says, Simpson says, where we guess whether or not Christian Simpson knows something about Star Wars. If we think so far, he's as smart as he thinks he is, ooh, that's right. So far, he's known one and not known one. So it's interesting. It's not like he's just a gene. I mean, if this was like Tim and he was the person, it would be boring because he would know all this stuff. Tim. <laughs> Not quite. So the scores Only go like one this. Of these here. That's Should true. Be. Matt, I should say Matt. Yeah, Matt's I know. Why do most. I not get any credit for being a three-time champion? 
<laughs> and I was like, Tim's a genius. Oh, yeah, Tim's a genius. It's a three-peat. God damn it. Dynasty. <laughs> Dynasty. The scores are like this. Matt is again in first, but not alone with Chris. That's right. They have 18 I'm points. on top of Matt. You're oh, on top of Matt. It's like middle school. <laughs> it's like it's middle it's school like again. junior high. All Except I have high. beer. <laughs> and I have 14. And Tim has nine. 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 So we'll hear the question. Yes. And then place our wager All right. on whether or not he knows this. All right. Here is the question. I drew from the cup and I drew the number 12. So here is number 12. What were Anakin's last words to Obi-Wan Kenobi before he turned to the dark side? And I'll tell you, there's multiple choice because he's got a multiple choice file here. Now, whether or not Christian needs it, I can't tell you because he didn't note that. He'll probably always use the multiple choice. Why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Take it. So before he turns to the dark side. Okay. I'm going to have to call Kevin Lyle back. (laughs) I was thinking that. All right. How many? How much am I bidding here? Well, I got 18 there. You have 18. Hmm. <laughs> he did was it, in. Did they have any kids? <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Okay. Christian was in episode three, right? He was yes. Hayden Christensen's stand in. Ooh, shit. Ooh. I might change my answer on my points. Because he might have been standing there when the. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that as a joke. He may have been there when this scene was filmed. When he may have been there for the camera and the lighting saying, set up, and then and then they filmed the shot. My answer has been written, and my points have been written down. Also, now it's master to text me and see if we did the same again. All right, All right I, I have mine written down. I don't know how I feel about this. This one's tough. This is what I, I think. This is the way I'm going to do it. Me do zero. If I know, if no, if I know the answer, you think he knows? I'm going to assume that he does because I don't know about. I mean, if it's a prequel thing, if I know it, then I'm going to assume he does. You know what I mean? Right. Because he knows more about the prequels than I do. Correct. I don't know if that's going to work or not. I just saw Matt's point value, so. All right, are you ready, Tim? I am. All right, so we all have our answers locked in? Yes. Yep. All right, Tim, what did you say, yes or no? I think he knows it. I do as well. Chris? I do as well. Ooh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go against everybody. I don't think he does. Shit. Okay. This is it. I don't think anyone does. I don't think Hayden Christensen knows this. <laughs> he definitely doesn't. All right. Let's go to the multiple choice conversation and see what happens there. I hate you. That was pretty good. We have multiple choice. Would you like to hear them? I was just talking to you. Just, oh, just, I, you know what? I should have known that. I, I'm sorry. Just as a friend. Uh, yeah, go on. Multiple choice. A, I hate you. Same to you. B. Good luck, Obi-Wan. <laughs> C. Obi-Wan, may the force be with you. <laughs> yeah. 
And D, I've been selfish. I'm sorry. All right. Let's hear what his final answer is. It's they're all very tempting, but I'm going to stick with one. Final answer? I hate you. That's awesome. Here's the result. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, that answer is C. Obi-Wan, may the force be with you. And I think the technicality is that he was already in, you know, turned to the dark side by then. Oh, I see what you mean now. Those slippery bastards. You're right. I just like saying it. <laughs> I, I'm okay saving that sound clip to, you know, for my ringtone or when it, whenever I get a text message, it'll just be you saying I hate you. Sure. Yeah, it's nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeez. All right, so Matt got it right. I Let's did. go through the scores. He's pulling ahead. God. Tim, how many did you bet? I bet three. All right, so you're down to six. I bet two. Oh, my God. So I'm down to 12. Chris, what'd you bet? I bet five. Ooh, he takes a big hit and I goes really, down to 13. I really thought he was... Matt, how many did you bet? I bet three. Ah, 21 to 13 to 12 oh! to six. Jesus Christ, man. Wow. Now, how many of you thought the answer was I hate you as well? I did immediately. So you said that. I was like, yeah. No, I knew it was them leaving. I didn't know what it was word for word. Right. But I knew it was there. The last time they saw each other, it was cordial. They were, he was yeah. leaving and, yeah. and they were, they were friends. And he was like, be, be well, my old friend. And you too, you son of a bitch, you know, whatever they say to each other. Keep it was like, a, yeah, well, this was a multiple choice question. So it had to come out of obsessed with star Wars. So I knew it wasn't, I hate you, but I couldn't remember what the answer was. So I, I put, no, because I just I I thought he m- might put together that as before that scene, but not remember what the line was either. So that's where that came from. Just to, I, I'm like I like how I'm justifying that I'm ahead. I guess I feel mm. I have like winner's guilt or something. <laughs> <laughs> he must not have been standing in that day. He was he had off that day. Yeah, he was he stood in the I hate you day. He was st- standing yeah. out. Damn him! All right, uh, well, <laughs> Matt. Matt takes a commanding lead. That's right. Way over, Tim. Holy crap, Tim. Fuck, man, fuck. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Water cat. (laughs) Water cat. (laughs) Well, great job, Matt, of uh, Forrest saying great episode. Thank you. Thank Bryce for picking the character. Yes. Thank you for picking the character for us. Thank you, Bryce. Well, thank you for your support, actually. We should thank him for that first and the character second. So there, I just did. Yeah. You want a character pick, you got to pony up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tune in next time when we discuss Barada or the way young Boba Fett says it. (laughs) Go ahead, dude. (laughs) Barada! Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited 
or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 